Happy Thursday, Northeast Pennsylvania. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. How's everyone doing today? It's uh, 308, almost 309 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 40 degrees and sunny outside. Really, it's been a nice day. Chilly, but 40 and sunny. Can't ask for more than that in, uh, what are we, middle of December? Yeah, exactly middle of December. Today is the first day of Christmas, so if anyone shows up here with a partridge in a pear tree, we're going to fight out in the parking lot, just letting you know. A little too much for me, but if that's your thing, have at it. Partridges in a pear tree, I would imagine. Partridges are pretty tasty, but other than that, I just had an issue with my pear trees at home. The the heavy snow split the one that was left with leaves, so that's got to come down. So I don't need any more of those either, but hopefully... uh, there's other stuff on the the horizon. What's tomorrow? What's the second day of Christmas? Uh, uh, two turtle doves? Yeah, two turtle doves, right? We'll see. Lots to talk about today. And listen, if you're not following me on social media, follow me at Rob O'Donnell on Facebook or at O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter. I have some conversations there before the show. Ask people what they want to hear. You know, kind of give you a preview sometimes of some of the stories I'm going to talk about. But then I ask uh, you guys, the listeners, hey, you know, what's on your mind today? What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? And I get ideas from there and got some good ones for today. So we're, we're going to talk about some of the things that were, were brought up today. Did anyone catch the meteor shower last night? It was actually pretty good. It was cold up by me, uh, but it was pretty good. Looking, I, I was only outside for a little bit, and I saw about four, two really good ones. The other two were kind of just fast, blip, fast blips across the sky, but there were two really good ones that streaked across and lit up the sky. So you could probably catch some tonight. It, it's a couple of day event, but last night into this morning was the uh, peak of this meteor shower. But we were outside and uh, kind of arguing with my wife, Lisa. She she's never seen a meteor before. So I said, well, let's go outside and, and just spend 15 minutes and look. Because that's all I stood outside for when I saw him, and I saw four of them. Um, she was having no, no none of it at 10 o'clock at night. She was not going to – I even said, I, I will, I'll get the truck running. We'll shut all the lights off, and we'll sit in the truck, in the, in the warm truck, and watch the sky from there. Nope, wasn't having it. Now, am I wrong to to say, hey, let's go outside and – Look under the stars and look at meteors going by, especially since you've never seen one. I understand it's a work night. I understand it's 10 o'clock at night. But, I mean, it's not like she was in bed sleeping. She was she was buttoning up the night, getting her stuff ready for the next morning. And she does have an early morning. I get that. But I wasn't asking for an hour to watch a TV show or 45 minutes or a half hour. Let's go outside. I'll warm up the truck for, with the remote. We'll sit outside in the dark and look at the, the meteor shower said I was just out there for 10, 15 minutes. I saw four of them. Two of them were really nice. You know, I think it would be a nice moment to share. Nope, having none of it. And I told her, I'm going to let the listeners know and see what you feel about that. Do you think she was right? Do you think I'm wrong in even asking that? And, you know, if she just wanted to go to bed that night and finish up wrapping up the things for to, to do for the night and, uh, you know, forget all about the meteor shower. But I'm one of these guys, you know, when Starlink comes by, when they tell you, you know, this is the time. I'm one of those guys that goes out and looks and, and checks it out. You know, when the uh, International Space Station comes by, I, I like looking at that. I have an app on my phone where you can actually hold it up in the sky and it'll tell you every star, every planet, every satellite that's coming by. 
it's pretty cool. But I enjoy those things where we live up uh, at our house because of where our house is situated on the mountain. We get a ton of rainbows every time a storm comes through and then the sun is setting. We're like a magnet for rainbows up there. And, and they never get old. I don't care how many times you've seen them. I've seen more rainbows in the 20 years that I've been here and, and than I have in my entire life before that. It's just incredible. And I know a lot of people here benefit from that. We see rainbows here all the time. I see you guys posting the pictures. But am I, am I a bad guy? Am I a bad husband for saying, hey, honey, let's go outside, sit in a nice warm truck, and look at the meteors go by? We're married 28 years. We're together 31 years. Isn't that something you would want your significant other to recommend, to, to try and do something like that? I don't know. You know, I didn't think it was a, uh, a bad thing or a not thing. Just looking up. Somebody texted, and I, I don't know what this is even for. You're crazy, and everyone knows it but you. Who? Who's crazy, and everyone knows it but me? Uh, I don't even know. I don't know if that was from the the show before or something I said, and I really didn't say anything much. Let's go to the, the phones real quick because it's apical. We have uh, Charles <laughs> from Scott Township on the Meteor Shower. Charles. Hey, hey uh, Rob. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to make a comment. Uh, you've been married, what, 28 years, you said? Yes. Well, I'm married 51. But anyways... Uh, make a comment. Uh, your wife should appreciate you. You sound like a hopeless rom romantic that you want to go look at the stars with her at time of the night. Well, not just the stars. I mean, it was a meteor shower. It was something a little special. Yeah. Plus, when I, we were talking about it, I said, hey, I just saw four meteors outside. She's like, yeah, you know, I, I've never really seen one before. So I said, hey, let's get, we'll start the truck. We'll go outside because it was cold out. I get it. Uh, you know, even I had to go get another jacket because I was standing outside for about five minutes and said, it's cold outside. But, well, you sound like the kind of guy, you're not a boring kind of guy, you know, and, and you, you still find things uh, exciting in life. And, uh, and I think that's great. I think that's uh, fantastic. I try, and, I, you know, I thought it would be a good moment. And I said, 15 minutes, we'll start the truck up, we'll sit in the dark, and, you know, what we see, we see. If there's some good ones, sure. if not, if, if not, we go inside, go to bed anyway. But, uh, you know, that was my thing yeah. last night. I'm just wondering, was I asking for too much? I, I, you know, and I understand. I'm not saying she's bad for not doing it. You know, she wanted to go to bed. She's up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I can understand I mean, her part, too. Yeah, that, you know, no, yeah. How, how many times anyway, do meteor showers come by is, is my thing. Oh, not often. I didn't even know what ever happened last night. I live in Scott Township myself, too, and I... I wish I knew that. I would have went outside and, and checked it out, but I wasn't aware of that. If it's clear tonight, you will still be able to see him, so. Oh, good, good. Yeah. But anyways, Rob, yeah, I'm on your side, okay? All right. Well, I appreciate it, Charles. Have Thanks for checking in. You, you bet. Bye-bye. Um, I'll check these text messages in a minute. They're, they're coming in fun. Uh We'll see what happens there. What uh, I wanted to get started with today is, uh, is this uh, tough love or worthy life lesson? Uh, I don't know if you all know the Food Network star Guy Fieri. I've met him a couple times. He's a really nice guy, really down to earth. Uh, he's kind of taken that celebrity chef thing to a new level. He does the diners, drive-ins and dives. Uh, he's done a couple of them down in the places that I've been to and... Uh, you know, it really seems down to earth to me. And when I saw this, I kind of said, yeah, I understand it. Maybe not to the extent that he brings it to, 
But he says he's not giving his kids a free ride. He told them the same thing my dad told me. Guy Fieri built his flavor town empire from the ground up, and his recipe for success is simple. Work hard and reap the rewards. Uh, the host knows a thing or two about fortune and fame. He wants to make sure his son's hunter and rider can be self-sufficient and see their own goals realized. The Food Network star told uh, the news, I've told them the same thing my dad told me. My dad says, when I die, you can expect that I'm going to die broke and that you're going to be paying for my funeral. He added, and I told my boys, none of this, none of this that we've been, that this has been building are going to get uh, that you're going to get unless you come and take it from me. Fiari instilled the work ethic in both his boys and wants them to have multiple degrees by the time they're through with school. The diners, drive-ins, and dives star and wife Lori also raises a nephew, Jules, following the death of Fieri's sister in 2011. Well, Jules has been working towards a career in the music industry and is in the law program at Southern California Guy's youngest son, Ryder, 17, had a small problem with some of his dad's rules. My youngest son, Ryder, is a senior in high school getting ready to graduate, or, you know, going to graduate in the spring, and he's like, uh, Dad, this is so unfair. I haven't even gone to college yet, and you're already pushing that I've got to get an MBA. Can I just get through college? Fieri added, uh, Shaq said it best. Shaq said, uh, it, about his kids one time, he said, if you want any of this cheese, you're going to have to give me two degrees. Well, my two degrees mean, you know, postgraduate, so they're on their way, and graduate. His eldest son, Hunter, 27, is already following in Guy's footsteps, a budding television star who recently became engaged to a celebrity, has been working uh, with his dad for a few years, having two degrees, running businesses. So it's it's a good it's good to see that. It's good to see the demands, but and I understand, hey, when I go out, I'm gonna go out broke. I've heard that many times. I see that. You know, why why not reap the benefits? There's no sense in squirreling it away. What's the, the country song? You know, there's no trailer hitch on a hearse. So but saying that I'm gonna die broke and you're gonna pay for the funeral, that's like next level. But is it uh Tough love or a worthy life lesson? I mean, it seems like both he's raising both his boys and his niece, doing a good job. They seem to be doing well. So it sounds like uh, a good plan. And, and I've seen so much damage for people who try and give everything to their kids. And when it comes time to it, not only do they expect things, but then they get mad and resentful when it doesn't turn out their way. And... uh you know, it's good to see someone like him come out and say it out loud. You know, we talk about parenting and stuff here all the time, and it's it's hard. It's not an easy way to go. It's not an easy route. But uh, it's good to see, you know, someone with the money he has, he is easily a millionaire, making his kids work for it and say, hey, you're not going to get any of this until you do the things that I think you need to do or you prove to me you're worthy of it. Now, that instills getting an education. Um, like I said, you know, if, if I won, if my family won the lottery tomorrow, and I don't care if it was the, the couple million dollar or the billion dollar lottery or whatever it was, 
even though we'd be set for life and my kids would be set for life and their kids would be set for life, you know, I, I don't think, I, I know it wouldn't interfere with my kids' plans now. You know, they're still going to fly jet airplanes. They're still going to serve in the military. They're still going to be a nurse. They're still going to do those things. Now, other things, peripheral things like college expenses, like, um, you know, buying a first home and stuff like that would be obviously easier, but it doesn't mean you just don't do things anymore. It doesn't mean you don't become the educated person that can handle that type of responsibility. And believe it or not, having money is a responsibility. Uh, it's a responsibility to both you, your family, the people around you, the businesses you start up, the people that you take under you during, in those businesses, the investments you make. It's, uh, it's not supposed to be a selfish endeavor. So, you know, that's my two cents on that. It's uh, 321 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That was some version there, Jake, in the still of the night. A little white snake there. Version there. It's the what? Just an instrumental version. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I've never heard that before. It's good to, good to hear that, that different opening. It's uh, 325 here, 40 degrees and sunny at WILK. Uh, I don't even... This is a text, man, and I don't get it. Uh, it's awesome that you invited your wife to share your desire to watch the meteor shower. However, asking your listeners to pay you on your on the back of your wife's expense is not cool. Uh, what? <laughs> don't don't understand what that is. Don't understand even what that means. Uh, let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Joe from Edwardsville on Tough Love. Joe. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call, brother. No problem. Uh, and you guys are going to be off the rest of the weekend, right? Uh, tomorrow, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, all right, so real quick. Uh, the first thing that happens is old time, right after I talk to you, I run into somebody that I haven't talked to in forever and ever. Eh, you heard you talking to Rob O'Donnell. Yesterday, I'm walking into the beer store, and here comes, just after we talk, and here comes an old boss I had. I haven't seen him probably in 16 years. And I say, hey, I just heard you talking to Rob O'Donnell. Oh, wow. I was in Florida. I told I I was um, I after I talked to you, I uh, all of a sudden I get a call while I'm stuck in traffic from my son-in-law's mother. Probably haven't seen her in six or seven years. It was it's just your reach is vast indeed. So the Rob O'Donnell show bringing people together. You have it right there. I'm here to tell you, man. <laughs> uh, so on the whole, yeah. When I when you started talking about the guy Fieri and what he had to say, the Shaq was the first name that came to my mind because I've seen a couple of interviews with him on this very topic. And he said, he said, yeah, you know, I got to tell my kids all the time, you're not rich. I'm rich. Yep. And he said, I saw him doing an interview, and he said, one of his sons, he, uh, he set some goals for him as far as, like, what kind of grades he had to have in high school and this, that, and the other thing, a couple of things. And he says, look, if you can do these things, then, yeah, then, then yeah, I'll get you a car. So he says one day he gets a call from his kid after having met these goals, and he said, yeah, Dad, I'm at the dealership, and I forget which it was. It was like Mercedes or BMW or something like that. He says, oh, really? Well, you best get yourself across the street to the Honda dealership, and I'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I love that approach. You know? <laughs> sure, I'll help you. I ain't doing it for you. <laughs> no, I'm going to be there for you, support you when you trip, and help, help pick you up a little bit. But uh, you got to fall down a little bit, don't you? Absolutely, you do. And I don't want to just die broke. I want to die deep in debt. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, the, but the kind that doesn't have to get passed on. The kind that doesn't have to get passed on. But uh, yeah, no, 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 definitely not. I want to see some sad faces at my funeral. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. <laughs> I want to bar. I want to bar at my funeral. Oh, just I come from a long Irish Catholic family, dude. That's that's what we do. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 where it all starts. It starts actually at the wake. So yes. So all right, look, you have yourself a great weekend. Uh, I'm glad you got to see some meteors. Yeah, you know, I did. And I think your wife should just appreciate that, you know, hey, this yacht actually still loves me 31 years on. Right? Uh, that's what that's, I'm saying. I mean, not many people this day and age say, hey, honey, let's go look at some meteors. Right. Exactly. And I also, I mean, as far as it goes, if it's something that doesn't, you know, quite frankly, my wife doesn't enjoy all the things that I enjoy. So I get it. But, hey, I thought of you, honey. I wanted to share this with you. Listen, I don't enjoy watching the damn Hallmark Channel, but it seems to be on all the time, and I have to do it. But it's just that. I Jake, feel you. Jake I just, feel you. Jake just fell over in the control booth. Yeah. Well, Jake's getting married. He's going to figure this out. Oh, real cool. Oh, yes, he is. He would do well to listen to a couple of old bucks like us. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm right. glad you checked in. I didn't have you on hold too long today, so you didn't have to get all worked out about some other things. Yeah, no, you didn't talk about anything else while I was on hold, so that's really all I got. <laughs> there you go. You have a great weekend, Joe. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. Oh, good times, good times. Uh, this is what I got uh, from actually one of the listeners today when I asked what people want to talk about. We were talking about the economy and interest rates and, and inflation and such yesterday. Well, gold and silver uh, exploded yesterday on the dovish Fed. Now, what they mean by dovish Fed means the Fed didn't raise the rates. They're kind of taking a, a neutral attitude now. And uh, they're, as they're saying that the gold and silver looks like it's, it's on the move again. Gold just broke 2000 and silver is uh, you know, about $26 now. After an unexpected surge of new all-time highs above 2100 per ounce in the beginning of the month, gold underwent... An equally dynamic correction. Gold kind of, because of the the instability in the the instability in the markets and what's going on with interest rates and inflation and everything else, people were kind of hesitant and the, the prices went down. Well, now they seem to be going up again. And what is, and it, it's it's they're recommending, hey, gold and silver is the way to go again. It, it, it's that commodity, that basis point that is one of the safer investments when you go out. But reading through this, talking about the Fed, and the reason that gold and silver is, is looking to make their move now is because there is looks like there's no going to be no more inflation, rate, uh, not inflation, uh, interest rate hikes by the Fed. But in 2024, they're predicting, and I'll read it to you, currently the median forecast for the future assumes a level of 4.6% interest which implies at least four cuts of a quarter percentage point each in 2024. The probability has also skewed sharply when it comes to the first interest rate cut, which points to about a 60% chance for March. So what they're saying is come March, the median forecast on the Fed's move is going to be to reduce interest rates now that things have kind of stabilized and uh, as far as interest rates go. And they're also ta they're talking about there's potentially going to be four quarter percent cuts, 25 basis points, 
which is a quarter percent interest in 2024, and there's a 60% chance that the first one takes place in March. Uh, as a result, we're seeing declines in the valuation of the U.S. dollar against most currencies, along with declining bond yields, which seems to be in an ideal environment for rising commodity prices, including gold and silver. All this is happening against the backdrop of a relatively strong GDP growth and strong labor market, which, however, with falling inflation, should no longer have a major impact on decisions to cut interest rates. Um, so that's the... Uh, the uptick on gold. So if you have gold and silver, it's a good time to hold on to it if you're in the process of that. And one of the things also brought up in the discussion today was that uh, our mint, the United States mint, is is mandated by law to produce silver, silver bullion that could be for purchase that you and I could go out and invest in. They haven't been meeting their mandatory um, production goals. And this has been going on for a while. This is not a new problem. There's been shortages. There's been years where you couldn't even buy Golden Eagles because of the, the the metals market. They just didn't have to put in production. But they are mandated by law. And it, it's always a good thing to do. Um, you know, all through my... It's funny because my son is uh, 27. When my son was born 27 years ago, anyone asked what you know, what you needed for the baby, it was, we'll get savings bonds. Savings bonds, saving that, and, and that built into you know every every christening, every birthday, every you know his confirmation, everything that came up. You know, we just asked for savings bonds for him, and it turned out that uh, you know we just turned them over to him the other day, and it was thousands of dollars that that incurred, recurred interest. They doubled in value, obviously, and um, you know it was something unexpected that hey, here we had these. It's for you now, and we did that for each of my children. Uh, I also do that with silver. You know, I bought, I, pur I purchased silver from the United States Mint. I have it. It's, you know, in uh, my safe deposit box at my local banks. And it's just, uh, you know, what we do there. So that's uh, something to look into. But as far as the gold and silver market, that's where we're at now. It looks like the Fed rates, uh, you know, stabilizing and even going to cut them down, which makes bonds less desirable and such and that, which gives commodities like gold and silver, you know, a higher... Uh, Higher thing to move on at this point. It's uh, 3.34 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.40, 40 degrees and sunny outside. You know, we were talking about gold and silver and, and how they've looked to be on the move now that uh, interest rates have stabilized and even they're predicting that interest rates will come down uh, more than a few times in 2024 we'll see if that comes to fruition but they said it was a 60 percent chance of the first one happening in march and uh we'll see i got a text message in did i realize the nasdaq is up 40 percent through the year yeah we talked about yesterday and again i posted on my facebook page this morning uh because yesterday we got a text message about the dow hitting a record and yes the nasdaq is up 40 40 percent through this year the dow hit an all-time record yesterday i'm not really sure where it's at today but you have to realize that the stock market is being artificially manipulated by the printing of money from the Fed, by all this influx of money that has no backing, really. It's, it's been just pumped out and printed to support an economy that was shaky for the past three years. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average, if people who don't know, is a stock market index that tracks the performance of 30 large publicly owned companies in the United States. Now, for the same administration that says 
oh, look how well the Dow's doing, look how well the stock market's doing, look how well NASDAQ's doing, which just is a smaller version of the Dow. Um, these are the same people that attack these big corporations. They want these corporations to be taxed more. They want them to stop doing stock buybacks. They, 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 they tell us how bad it is when they're successful, when they're taking profits, these same companies. But then when they're doing well, because there's a time now where they, they're, they're increasing their investments, they want to tout it as, oh, look at us. Look how wonderful we're doing when truly it's not. So, you know, the Dow is these 30 largest, uh, the, these uh, the, tracks the performance of 30 large publicly owned companies in the United States. It's often considered a key indicator of the overall health of the United States stock market, not the economy, the stock market. While the Dow provides insights into the performance of major companies, it's important to note that it's just one of many indicators and the economy is influenced by a wide range of factors, including employment rates, inflation, GDP growth, and global economic conditions. Therefore, while the Dow and therefore the NASDAQ is correlated with economic trends, it shouldn't be viewed in isolation when assessing the overall state of the economy. So they're kind of separate avenues, but they are intertwined because, you know, when people are making money in the stock market, there's extra money to be had. You know, people have a cushion there, and it's vice versa. But the economy, interest rates, GDP growth, inflation really don't correlate with the stock market. And if you look at it at its core, these are the same companies that an administration like that's in now who says, you know, we have to tax them. They, they demonize them for doing stock buybacks. They demonize them for paying bonuses to their CEOs who are making money, who are then in turn these same companies – the ones funding our IRAs, our 401ks, your 457 plans, anything that's invested in, 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 in mass in the stock market, in bonds, in mutual funds, and everything like that is affected by that. So it's funny how they'll, they'll yell with one hand and then pat it on the head with the other hand. Um, that just goes, and they hope for that, for they hope for that lack of education of what these entities are, how they work, and how they intertwine each other. So the next time you see a politician screaming about big oil and how uh, they're gouging gas prices because they're making all these profits, they're paying all these bonuses, well, I don't care what union you belong to, your union um, has them in their portfolio. The union has these corporations in their portfolio. Uh, and when they make money, your 401k, your retirement plan, your pension, your your IRA, whatever it is, makes money. So we just want to put that out there and clarify that. So when someone wants to demonize these corporations or when they say, oh, look how well the Dow's doing or look how well the Nasdaq's doing, well, that's because these companies are doing well. And they're doing well because of the decisions they're making. They pay people to make those decisions. They pay bonuses to make those decisions. They buy stock, buy, stock buybacks to keep those corporations healthy. And even if you, me, the little guy, is not benefiting from that. We are, if you have an IRA, if you have a CD, if you have, um, you know, what you, if you have your money in a bank, they're investing it somewhere. That's why banks exist because they take your money, they invest it, and they make money off your money. So uh, it's as simple as that. There, it's uh, four fifty four, four fifty five, three fifty five here, three forty five. I don't even know what time it is anymore, Jake. Three forty five here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 3.49 here, 40 degrees and sunny at the station. 
I just saw this. A friend of mine who's an, uh, a student advocate down in Northern Virginia just posted this. I, I guess a school down there, Justice of the uh, Justice High School Wolves. So Justice High School in Northern Virginia tragically lost a student to a drug overdose. And this was the response from their principal of the school. Posted it on Twitter. A picture of her in the hall by herself with a cup of coffee, her lanyard, key ring, and a big smile on her face. Losing a student is never easy for a building principal. Still smiling, still standing, still leading, still teaching, learning, and growing. Uh, The student body, I guess, was infuriated by the post. A big smile, you in the hallway, telling you how you're... Even posting, still smiling, still standing, still leading, still teaching, learning, and and growing. Students have been copying, posting, printing that tweet, that post on social media, and have been plastering it all over the hallways. And uh, a lot of the parents have brought the concern to the school board, saying that uh, it was inappropriate. I would say so. If that was my children or one of my children's friends for a principal to post a tone-death post like that and again you know i want to say maybe they don't know how to handle such a tragedy maybe they don't know how to to deal with that but to post a picture by yourself in a hallway an empty hallway with a big smile on your face and your cup of coffee that says blessed the call on the mug it says blessed and then right losing a student a student is never easy for a building principal still smiling Still standing, still leading, still teaching, learning and growing. Justice strong. Justice is the name of the school, so I guess that's what it means for that. Yeah, I'd uh, talk about trying to turn it uh, the attention to yourself. And thankfully, the students there are not too happy about it and giving the, the attention that they need because it's been brought to the media's attention. It's been brought to the parents' attention. And the, the student body there have been printing that post and posting it all over the schools as school staff has been instructed to tear them down as they find them. Uh, of course they would. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on Tough Love. Joe. Uh, hello, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, for one thing, uh, my old man was definitely an advocate of Tough Love. He lost his dad to a coal mining accident. And, uh, they grew up poor before you had all the welfare that you have now. So, yeah, so he, he, that's the way he raised me. And I understand that because let me tell you something I've seen a lot of, Rob. I've heard a lot of these people say, well, I don't want my kids to grow up uh, like I did, you know, knowing me and having struggle and whatnot. And I think to myself, why not? That's what made you the person that you are. That's what taught you the life lessons that, that, that you value the most and taught you how, how to work and, and save and, and, and everything else that, that really builds character. And you don't want your kids to have that. That makes no sense to me. And I've seen so many kids who come up to a, you know, who, who come up with parents who didn't make them struggle. And those kids fail because they don't know how to succeed. And, and I've seen so many businesses fail when they were handed off to the, to the uh, kid because the kid 
never had to struggle to build that business, and they thought everything was just going to come to them because they deserved it. So, that you know, I hear you talk about these things, and we just have so many uh, ideas in this society that are so wrong. Even the idea that, oh, well, you should never be poor. Well, uh, that's garbage. You know, so many young people start out without much money, and that's when they learn the best lessons they have and when their marriages really, you know, get strengthened is when they don't have anything else to rely on but one another. So who said you can't be poor? I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's not, It's about whether or not you have the opportunity to work your way out of poverty. It, it does indeed there, Joe. It does indeed. Uh, you know, I was on my own since the age of 20, uh, living in New York City, trying to make it. You know, thankfully, I, I was uh, uh, a rookie police officer. But again, we weren't making much money at all, especially at New York City standards. Struggled for many years, lived within my means, did better and better, made wise investments, did without wisely. You know, didn't buy my first car till I was 27, my first new car till I was 27. Uh, that's just the way it was. And it, I think it taught me and, and I think watching that through my children have taught them um, you know how hard work is good how how wanting for something is good how having that desire to do better is good so yeah and I mean thank God you know my kids seem to have turned out okay and gotten most of that they you know especially my youngest she's like an overachiever but you know there were times I told them like when they had you know, 4-H animals and stuff. I said, you don't get out there and take care of that animal. It's going to the auction next week. Those are those are lessons that kids need to learn. Good advice, Joe. We're up against the Bloomberg. It's time for the Bloomberg. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 358, 40 degrees and sunny outside. Well, three of our area ski resorts are planning to open on Friday tomorrow. Camelback Resort will open its 60th ski season Friday, as per their spokesperson. Uh, they're also going to be giving anniversary gifts to the first 60 guests on the slopes, I guess on Friday when they open. Not sure what time they open, but you can check that out if you're looking to go up there. Montage Mountain Resorts in Scranton will also open for the season on Friday, says their director of resort relations. And Elk Mountain Ski Area up by me in Herrick Township plans to open Friday, according to a message on the resort's website. If you're a skier, or snowboarder, or just want to hang out in the lodge, uh, support your local businesses here with these ski resorts. It's a good time of year for them. I know my kids are looking forward to it when they're up for the next two weeks. So hopefully the grooming's going well up there. The snowmaking can happen, and we have the slopes ready to go. And if uh, you head up, you're going to head up there, let us know. Give us a call or text and say that that's your plan to head up there. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Drive van, temperature control, and high security just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the top of the hour.